from the campus of Stanford University and on location. This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast, featuring in-depth, one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, I'd like to welcome Galliano Tiramani, Business Development Director at Boxable. The, uh, the Boxable mission is to significantly lower the cost of home ownership for everyone. They're, uh, they're obsessively uh, designed to the highest standards of quality, strength, and sustainability to last for uh, generations. For more information, feel free to visit the website at boxable.com. Again, that's B-O-X-A-B-L.com. Galliano, thank you so much. I'm really honored and excited to have you on uh, the Entrepreneur Show today. Thank you so much. Hey, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we're really excited about uh, Boxable and the progress we've made. You know, spent a lot of time doing, you know, engineering, testing, research to try and create a new building system. And the goal was to create a, a building construction system that's actually compatible with the factory environment so that we can enjoy the benefits of, of assembly line principles and uh, mass production and, and robotics and, and automation and all that so that we can enjoy that with housing in the same way that we enjoy it in all our other modern products. So, you know, we all have cars and iPhones and sneakers and toys and everything sure. else that is very low cost and high quality. That's all thanks to Henry Ford's assembly line principles, but that is not translated into housing. You know, 90% of buildings are built one at a time in the field slowly. It's expensive, it's inefficient and in slow quality. And now uh, we think we've cracked the code to bring these things into the factory, uh, mass produce them and kind of solve the, the different problems that have uh, prohibited traditional modular from actually gaining market share. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, I like that. Crack the code. What was the inspiration? Was it, was it a bunch of uh, different moments uh, or one singular one that made you say, you know what? I think we can do this a lot more effectively. Actually. So my father, uh, Paolo, who's also part of the project, he built a, a modular house uh, almost 15 years ago and just experienced all the problems and all the, the craziness and the inefficiencies. And he just thought, wow, there, there has to be a better way. And actually, the first kind of problem that he solved back then was the shipping issue. So he built a large modular uh, mansion in Connecticut and actually ended up uh, exhausting all the overwide permits for the state for like a, a couple months. And then he just thought, this is insane. That there's this, this doesn't work. It's not scalable if you can't ship the buildings. So he came up with the original idea to fold the house up. Then, we, then he kind of shelved that. And then uh, a couple of years ago, we just uh, were thinking about new projects. And that was the biggest idea we, we'd had, you know, because obviously it's a very large market and a big problem. So decided to dive back in and took it from just the, the folding idea into everything else it is now, which is solving a lot more problems than just shipping and kind of a, a redesign of almost everything in the, in the building shell. 
Yeah, I was as I was. Uh, we were talking before we got started on the show. As I said, uh, I believe a lot of the, what you guys are doing is actually nicer and more well designed and uh, more efficient than existing housing. And, and that's my that's my opinion. I've seen thousands and thousands of houses, homes, and buildings. Is that on purpose to be have that aesthetic appeal as well as that? strength functionally? Yeah. So uh, that's a, a, a good example I like to use to explain that is uh, right now, whether you're a, a CEO or a janitor, you probably have you know an iPhone. And that's kind of what we want to do with, with housing. And, and the factory production enables that, that everyone gets the same high quality product. You, know, you don't have a, a shitty one to give to the, the, the poor guy. So you know, we, we engineered these to be uh, very have a very upscale feel. Uh, one of the big important things there was the ceiling height. A lot of other manufactured homes and, and modular homes, container homes, have a low ceiling, which makes it very unpleasant. So we have a nine and a half foot ceiling, and that you know wasn't easy to get a nine and a half foot ceiling and, and still fold this thing up for shipping. But it does, and uh, it's a, an amazing upscale feel when you walk in there and you feel those high high ceilings. How many iterations did you have, if you can, if you can recall, or if it's even relevant, before you go? You know what? I, we got it. We're ready to go to market. Let's go. Well, so we started the year before last uh, when we debuted our first prototype, and that was actually for a bigger building system with a much bigger room module. And then uh, you know went through a few different versions, and then decided let's hone in on this backyard housing market as our initial product because it's just a, a huge growing market that's in demand. And a lot of people get are really interested and enthusiastic about kind of tiny houses. So it was a great place for us to start. And now, now we've honed in on this initial product, which is our smallest room modules, 20 by 20 finished out as a, a kind of a studio apartment. And that's the beginning. Uh, our building system can build almost any building type, anything from this little 20 by 20 casita up to a large multifamily building with a thousand units in it. Um, so that's, that's where we want to end up, but we're just starting out with this little, little casita first. Yeah. And, and the, the casita, well, actually let's round about to the, the ADU market. It's, it's, it's enormous. What's your experience to date, if you're at liberty to share with us, the receptiveness of the market? I know we've got great YouTube uh, presentations and you have a terrific website, but what's your you know personal face-to-face interaction with the what the marketplace feedback is like so that's what's been really great and uh enabled us to kind of speed things up is the dramatic interest we're getting for this product so since we debuted it we've had you know thousands and thousands of people uh, pre-order them you know we get we're getting 100 plus emails a day this product uh struck a nerve with with people and they're they're very, very interested and enthusiastic. It's it's been great, and you know the demand for the, the backyard casita house seems to just be growing. California passed a couple different laws that basically allow a backyard house in every single backyard in California, almost, and so that's a big market right there. And then uh, other places are are passing laws too, you know, to 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 allow these these kind of buildings in an effort to increase housing affordability. Yeah. Was that the initial intent was affordability design or all those things? Or I don't know what category or number you can put them in, but uh, what was like the initial kind of one, two, three, hey, here's why we're going to do this. 
you know, the, the goal here is to fix all the problems that are stopping buildings from being compatible with the factory. So, you know, we, we think we fix all that and that we're going to be able to mass produce housing at a, a scale and price and quality that no one's ever seen or, or imagined before. And, you know, that, that being able to do that started with the being able to ship because, you know, if you can't ship it from the factory affordably, then it's a non-starter. You know, that's why modular housing has kind of failed to gain market share. So, you know, that, that problem's solved. And then we, we dove into other things too, like how we're going to actually build them and the materials we're going to use and the processes. And we, we picked all new materials and, and, and processes and designs that are compatible with factory and, you know, uh, robot arms and computer cutting equipment. And now these things are going to go together so much faster and at a lower cost than what they're doing right now because traditional modular factory built housing, they are just using the same methods they were using out in the field, but they're doing it inside. So, you know, they're kind of missing, missing the points. Uh, being able to pick up, you know, a bundle of wood and, and nail it, you know, with a hammer or nail gun into to framing on sites, you know, it, it, it works to build that way in the field. But when you're in the factory, you don't have to do that. And, and there's better ways and, and methods to, to build that are way more efficient, stronger, more energy efficient, lower cost, faster. And that's what we've been working on figuring out. How do you feel personally when you go around neighborhoods and you see people either renovating or building a new house? And uh, does it pop up in your in your mind that, hey, you know what, if, if we can reach out to them, I think we can save them a hell of a lot of headaches and money. Um, does that ever come about if you if you if you don't mind sharing with us? Yeah, I mean, we are, you know, very excited to, you know, roll these out and, and start selling them and start, you know, shaking things up a little bit. You know, obviously, we're, we're a bit early now. But, you know, hopefully, you know, we're going to be able to, you know, totally change the game. I mean, the average building construction, I think, is seven months to build like a single family residential home. And, you know, that's seven months and at a, a higher cost and a lower quality level than we think we'll be able to provide. And, you know, if, if we can, if we can deploy room modules that are fully finished in the factory, set up in, in an hour, connect and stack to build any custom building, it's a big deal. And, you know, one of the things about our, our shipping solution is we're not just folding up a bunch of wall panels and shipping them out. Our units, they fold to eight and a half feet wide so they can ship highway legal at a, a, the lowest possible cost, but they're also fully finished in the factory. So even though we're folding them up to eight and a half foot wide from 20 feet of, of footprint, uh, we're still finishing kitchens, bathrooms uh, in the casita model and staircase, fireplace, all kind of other stuff in, in the other models because we have a, a portion of the unit that's fixed and is not folding. And, and we're basically folding up the empty space. So, you know, most houses, most rooms are, are empty space. So that's the part that we're folding up and, and getting these huge efficiencies. This is excellent. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Galliano Tiramani, Business Development Director at Boxable. For more information, feel free to visit boxable.com. That's B-O-X-A-B-L 
com. Galliano, if you uh, back to kind of to that the marketplace in that seven months, what's the time frame from someone to chooses to uh, purchase from Boxable to actually getting it on their property and having all the water, everything hooked up to it? What's it, you have a an around approximate timeline? The dream for us is that we will mass produce standardized room modules in different sizes. So let's say maybe we end up with four kitchen boxes in different sizes, four living room boxes, four bathroom only boxes, four two bedroom uh, boxes. And then people can go on our website, pick it, pick which ones they want, use a 3D configurator to stack and, and connect them together. And then they'll click buy and these will arrive at their house faster, at their site faster than Amazon Prime. And they'll be dropped off on site and then, you know, stacked and, and connected. The, the other part of it is preparing a uh, foundation and utilities. Uh, that's what you need to do before the units arrive. So they have something to sit on and, and can connect to power, water, and waste. And the actual setup on them is pretty, pretty crazy and, and fast. I mean, the, the Casita model, which of course is simpler than doing a, a stack and connect, you know, custom type of building. If you see the model, we can, un- we can unpack this thing and set it up in less than an hour. And that's done. So that includes uh, electric, you know, hot water heater, HVAC, flooring, kitchen, bathroom, plumbing. I mean, it's all done. Everything's done. And, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of uh, time and, and effort to get as much done as we can possibly in the factory and, and remove all that expensive site work uh, in anywhere that we can. It almost sounds like if if I'm uh, marginalizing it, correct me, please. But it almost sounds like it's a, a sense a product like an iPhone. Is that correct or no? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, okay. what we're trying to do is like commoditize this whole thing. And if you go out and uh, buy an iPhone or, or a car, you're not going to say, "Oh, I'll buy that Ford F one fifty pickup truck," but I want the bumper uh, a foot to the left. You know, you will be able to pick the maybe the, the leather trim and, and stuff. But, yes. you know, we're going to have a, a standardized product here. Uh, it, it gets a little better than, than the truck example because our standardized product will then stack and connect to kind of give, give a custom floor plan. Uh, and then additionally, they can add on uh, architectural uh, stylings to the exterior. So what we're trying to provide is like an architecturally uh, neutral universal building box that takes 90% of the work out of the site and makes the builder's life a lot easier. And then all they're doing is setting it up and, and customizing a few things. And, and it's uh, very exciting. I, I, what I've noticed uh, on your website, I was looking at the, reading the specs and uh, my experience shows that the way you're building them can, is actually more durable and will last uh, many more generations than a standard built house. Am I off or is that like by design? Yeah, that was one of our goals. The reason for that was we wanted one product that works anywhere in the world so that this thing can scale and become a a monster. So we've engineered it to stand up to all the different climate issues. So whether it's like energy efficiency or wind rating or earthquake, this thing can handle everything. And that's not the way it's done now. For example, if you build a house in Florida, you're going to build it to handle high winds. But if you build it in uh, Nevada, you're not going to worry about high winds. But if you build it in California, you might build it to withstand earthquakes. So, you know, they, they do different things based on where they're at. 
we've been able to engineer something that can handle all of it so that you know this this is a one size fits all product now I'll go back to what what originally talked about is the design is so um pleasing and, and and a bit timeless usually people especially when i've seen any adus or um prefabricated homes there's it's kind of a trendy look but yours by design look like it'll fit 20 years from now 50 years now 40 years was that all part of the plan is to have something that's a bit uh multi-generational in in aesthetics or architectural styling we want you know it, it to be appealing to as many people as possible and then of course you know, uh, it can be modified once it arrives to add, you know, custom styling. So that that's important too. Um, even for example, the way our walls are built using the uh, the laminated panel system, we don't have to worry about like lumber studs in the wall because there are none. So you can literally go up to the wall with a saw and cut a huge hole out of it and just put a big glass sliding door in it or whatever you want. So <laughs> very customizable. Going back to the beginning, were there, was there a moment or a, a series of moments where you said, hey, you know what, um, to your father, you know what, I think we got the elements. Let's, let's really go for this. There was, do, you, do you remember any of the moments? Was it a barbecue? Was it? Uh, when I started this, I had another business and I was living in Northern California and was developing you know, this on the side. And I got to a point where I said, all right, you know, there's nothing bigger than this for me to work on. This is the moonshot here. So, you know, at that point, I just picked up and moved down to uh, uh, Vegas to kind of chase this down full time. I love that moonshot. But what's crazy is literally you can have your homes on the moon. Yes. And that's on our radar too. We had some interest from SpaceX and they actually uh, wanted to use our our units to build their, uh, house their workers at their rocket launch site in Texas. But we said, you know, no, thank you. Call us back when you want to use these for the actual moon. Oh, that's great. So that moonshot is really not, you should have had a Mars shot or something like that. Well, there is a uh, Mars video on, on YouTube that we did. No way. I keep saying no way, but that's only because I'm in such uh, reverence of what it is that you're doing, Galeon. I really love it. Yeah, when we got when, when we got the call from uh, uh, SpaceX, uh, I was like, I was like, wow, I mean, this is perfect. So, so Elon Musk jumped right into factory production uh, of cars and did a great job. And that's exactly what we're trying to do for housing. We're trying to apply all those principles from um, factory production of, of automobiles into housing because the way they build cars, you know, the way uh, t- Tesla does it and the way Ford does it and the way Porsche does it, uh, it's amazing. If you look at, go on YouTube and type Ford F-150 factory, you're going to see an absolutely mind-blowing setup where they have, you know, robots as far as the eye can see. They're cranking a car out every minute, literally every minute a Ford F-150 rolls off the assembly line there. And, and, the, and that kind of number is the same for other, other big automobile manufacturers. So why the hell has no one done this for housing? And as, as I've been diving into this and doing the research over the past couple of years and looking at all right, well, the big, the big factory housing guys, uh, Champion and Clayton and others, what do their factories look like? Well, guess what? They look like nothing like an automobile factory. They got a bunch of guys running around with nail guns. It's dirty. There's manual labor. Uh, it's, it's, it's not efficient. So, you know, for, for us to finally translate housing into the same type of manufacturing that makes automobiles, you know, 
uh, readily available and, and low cost and, and high quality, uh, that, that's a big deal. And frankly, I'm, I'm amazed that we're the ones figuring this out and no one else has yet. That's terrific. This is the uh, Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Galliano Terramani, founder at Boxable. For more information, you, uh, you're free to w- feel free to visit Boxable.com. That's B-O-X-A-B-L.com. If we uh, do a bit of a deep dive, I want to go back into the um, that shipping issue. Was that really like the moment where once you've, you've got that down, you're like, okay, we're, we're really rolling with this? Before we figured that out or before we were sure we had figured that out, you know, it, it's, it's a non-starter. And I think that's the problem all these other modular startups are, are going to bump into. It. If they can't ship the product, you know, just just – the numbers are never going to crunch. You know, if it's going to cost you, you know, you know, $10,000 to get one room module to site, uh, you know, you're never going to be able to, to beat the cost of, of, of site construction by doing that. So, um, you know, as we kind of worked through it and looked at the different uh, restrictions and, and requirements and the issues with loading on and off uh, trailers and, and uh, the eight and a half foot uh, width issue, and we got it all dialed in and the, the key number there is is the eight and a half feet so so if you go an inch over eight and a half feet you end up with restricted routes restricted travel times you need escort cars so you're not just sending one truck or one driver you're sending mm-hmm. multiple <laughs> and then uh often you need uh police escorts as well so the costs just explode like crazy that's not practical so now you know the eight and a half foot unit you know, this can go on any truck. We can even pull it by a pickup truck. We can put a hundred of them on the train here in Vegas and send them to the, to the East Coast, or we can put them on a container ship and send them to Puerto Rico or, or Hawaii. And now all of a sudden these fit into all the standard logistics solutions. And we're not, you know, doing all this, this crazy, you know, custom shipping stuff. We've solved a few other problems as well. Like, for example, the, the shipping cost is one thing, but then you have the delivery and, and the unloading off the truck and uh, lifting it onto the, the foundation. So, so, you know, we've kind of simplified all that process, you know, reduced the, the burdens there and, and the costs there. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I can, I can tell you're a gutsy, strong man. And I, I love seeing that because that's what it takes to get something doing what, what you got, what you're doing. It's just to look at where is it being done? Who hasn't done it? Why haven't they do it? And then, you know what, we're going to go ahead and make our stamp, especially if it's not something you're, uh, you know, unless you, you know, dreamed about this when you were you know, a kid. It's uh, it's something you really have to take, have a lot of grit for. What's your, your take on that? Yeah. Uh, grit's the right word because when you're, you know, building something and you're an entrepreneur and there's no fixed path for you to, to travel down, it's, it's frustrating at times. And you can feel like you're just banging your head against a brick wall. You can go ahead and, and do that for years and years <laughs> before you ever get a, a payoff. So, you know, I, I don't have any experience in building construction. Uh, neither do a couple other guys on, a, on our team. But, you know, over the past few years, you know, I've read everything and, and learned everything about it. So now, you know, I've kind of become, become an expert on it. But, you know, it's, it's a, a tough road. And uh, certainly, you know, my past, you know, indicates that I'm kind of a, a risk taker and it's paid off for me. <laughs> uh, not every time, but uh, enough times where, that, where it mattered. Um, and uh, yeah. How would you, do you think it's something you're either born with or it can be uh, instilled? Well, for me, uh, the entrepreneurship thing was there early on. 
And, uh, you know, my father has the same thing. So maybe I, I learned it from him and, uh, you know, a couple routes I took, you know, led me, led me here into, to other projects. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy, but, uh, it's the only path for me. You know, I, I could never, you know, work for anyone else or, or punch a clock or anything like that. I just wouldn't be able to. So I would never be a good employee. <laughs> Here's what's crazy about that. You probably would be a stellar employee, but always trying to um, figure out a better and more effective way might get you in trouble. As weird as that sounds, you would think it would actually get you elevated, but it actually may give you, a, you may be shown the door because you do have too much uh, drive and, uh, and, and want to get it done. I have had a few jobs and uh, that, that's <laughs> happened where, where it's like, where it's like, oh, wait, there's a better way we can do this. And I'm trying to make them do it that way. And they're like, nah, we're, we're good. We're doing it. The way we do it, and you know, <laughs> then you're out and you're doing what you're doing, Galliano. What else would you like to uh, share with? It's your audience today that uh, we may not have touched on that you think it's really important to uh, to address or uh, that matters to you. Yeah, just kind of uh, give an overview. You know, like like I mentioned, we we solved this the shipping problem. Then we moved on to the actual how the building's built. We picked all new materials that we think are more compatible with the factory. For example, all of these raw materials that make up the building shell. They come into the factory. They're processed by computer cutting equipment, just off the shelf computer cutting equipment uh, right away to very accurate tolerance components that then assemble rapidly into that actual building shell. So, you know, big difference than, you know, nailing pieces of wood together and, and a process that can actually be automated. And then in the future, you know, we're, we're starting with this off the shelf automation that we get from these standard computer cutting, laser, laser cutting, uh, steel bending equipment. Uh, and, and then later on, we'll introduce more uh, custom automation. We've actually done a partnership with Porsche Consulting to, in their words, help us build houses like they built cars. So that, that will help us integrate that more custom automation uh, once we're there. And, um, you know, the, the, the result of, of changing all those building materials to fit the factory process. Uh, we also ended up with a stronger building that's more uh, wind resistant, fire resistant, water resistant, energy efficient kind of a better building across the board. And, you know, we, we engineered this to work for building almost any building type, almost anywhere in the world. So, you know, if, if we get it right, the upside is very big. It's, it's very exciting. We, we just are still early stages. We still, we just have this small little factory that I'm sitting in right now and, and hopefully are going to be moving soon. We have a, a tremendous amount of, of inter- customer interest. We have thousands of, of pre-orders uh, from all over. And, um, you know, lo- lo- lots of, of, of interest and, uh, a lot of people get, get what we're doing. Uh, we're also trying to, or starting to uh, raise money from investors to kind of get to the next level. To date, we've funded this all ourselves and now we're ready to take on outside capital to bring it to the, the next level. So, so that's all kind of in, in the process as, as well. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but certainly, you know, we have very high expectations for this. Outstanding. Galliano, it's, it's really been an honor and uh, a pleasure speaking with you today. I hope you uh, consider coming on soon in, in the near future because it sounds like changes happen almost monthly uh, uh, at Boxable. And I'd love to k- uh, keep abreast of your progress if you don't mind. Yeah, anytime. We'd, we'd love to be back and uh, hopefully have some uh, great updates soon. Awesome. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Galliano Tiramani, founder at Boxable. 
The Boxable mission is uh, to significantly lower the cost of home ownership for everyone. They're uh, obsessively designed to the highest standards of quality, strength, and sustainability to last for generations. For more information, feel free to visit their website at boxable.com. Again, that's B-O-X-A-B-L.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dior. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The Chief Audio Engineer is Aris Chikopoulos. Chief Engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.